from Harare, Zimbabwe to the World Wide Web. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non-believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website, www.radiantculture.africa or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's Radiant underscore Culture. Radiant Culture. It's live. It's truth. It's lit. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I am T Mac and I'm joined by Key Monster and TJ. What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> Good. So today's topic is one that should be close to your guys' hearts because you're young people. And <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> and you are. I am grown. So today we are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Is the church still useful for the youth? Or is it now something that's just, you know, it's just another social gathering where people just, you know, just come and hang out on a Friday night or a Saturday night and it doesn't really add anything to their lives. It's just the same as hanging out with their friends. Yeah. Or, yeah, is the church managing to keep itself relevant? This word that we've been discussing (laughs) for the past two weeks, relevant to the youth. Are they still finding it useful? Well, I think we have TJ here today, who is <laughs> relatively, <laughs> relatively um, suitable to be called a youth, right? <laughs> relatively. Yeah. <coughs> he's the youngest person. He's the youngest he person in the room. His youngest. voice is still breaking. Fire! Wow. Okay. So TJ, you're a young person. Um, what is your a belief about what she just said that the church or is it, is it a question or was that a comment okay, but basically that is the church still relevant to young people hmm. today well I guess for me I think there's very like um, too many sides to this because it's personal for me the church has always been relevant because it's all about value and how you live your life right because if you want to learn about christ and the gospel the church will always be relevant because that's where you go your pastor will teach you stuff there's elders there you can learn from and so for me i think it still is relevant in that sense Mm -hmm. and in the sense where you know youth like there's a lot of I think a lot of uh, people nowadays who are lonely, the youth especially, and they're running away from church thinking, you know, I can hang out with my friends uh, over a beer or whatever. But when you go to a pub to hang out with your friends, you rarely talk yeah, that's true. about anything. It's but if you are... See? Not that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Whatever>. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. But if you come to the church and it, and it's a gathering of youth people, you know, there's engagement. People will talk because that's usually what it is. There's no... Mostly, I think, in most churches, there's not loud music there. And, like, they discuss pertinent issues, mm-hmm. I think, in depth. 
Yeah. And and in the church, you still can have you know those one on one thingies where if you have questions, you can go to your pastor or talk to an elder or someone else and have mm-hmm. a deep conversation that's meaningful. And so to to me, I think in that sense, the church still is relevant. Okay, but so like what you said about you know you can go and there'll be like other like minded people and you can talk about things that are pertinent to you. But that's like at a youth meeting specifically for youth. Mm-hmm. But what about like Sunday church? I'll just okay. I, I don't like using my own church as an example, so I won't. <laughs> but <laughs> let's just imagine yourself in a big church, and you know the music is you know kind of loudish. No, it's, you know, <laughs> like like hymns, for example. Okay. Yeah, okay. and the preaching is like deep, like they're breaking down things in Latin and Greek and you know, all sorts of things. And you're sitting there as a 15 year old, for example, like, do you feel like it's going to get through to them or they'd have to be on some really spiritually mature tip to appreciate that sort of church service? Yeah, I guess. Um, OK, I'm a very bad example. <laughs> Because I've always liked convoluted things. So when someone is saying stuff that's deep, mm. I'm tuned in. Convoluted. So, sure, that's what happens when Biscuit isn't around. Someone else has to tune the big words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what convoluted means. It means twisted. Um, In this context, I mean like in terms of it's like, deep and like hard deep. to understand. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess... In that sense, but for other people, and you're a 15 year old, and some of these things might miss you. So, f- with that one, I don't really know how to handle it because, in a sense, you still need to hear those things, yeah. whether they're deep or not. Mm. And the Bible clearly says at some point when Paul is talking about age, to say it's got nothing to do with the bearing of how you understand, you see. So, I guess it's more of an individual thing because, as with anything, in the Bible, you have to be praying for understanding. Like if yeah. you're coming to church on a Sunday and you expect to hear and understand what they're saying, you pray before and say, God, help me, open my ears, give me understanding. Mm. And you get that because even David would say, you know, I was more clued in than my peers because I was paying attention to God's laws and his, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so you need to have that personal belief on your own when you approach it to say I really want to understand this so I think to the 15 year old I think it's it's about priorities what do they want when they're in church are they there for church or not Mm. because if you're not you're going to miss everything yeah regardless of your age the question that I have though is that I hear what you're saying and maybe you are more of an anomaly right Um, for me the thing is what should the church be doing to become more relevant to the young person right um so yes maybe you have exceptions right where you've got guys like tj who appreciate that kind of convoluted (laughs) stuff right (laughs) however what about the average young person because um the trend that we're seeing right now is that a lot of young people are not doing church right especially especially in the western world a lot of young people even at church i know like you know young guys will come to church and sometimes um they're just sitting there they're on their phones they're not really paying attention maybe they came because their parents dragged them because it's the family 
a policy or something that everybody has to come to church. But Just the, the, for the girls. Yeah, there's exactly <laughs> that too. But but I'm saying that... Yeah, those 35-year-old guys <laughs> coming for the girl. <laughs> but the, the question that I have is that um, as the church, right? Or rather, let me say, is the church intentionally producing young people that are purposeful, that are you know, chasing after God with all their hearts or is youth ministry just, you know, just something that's done because somebody's got to do something for the young people. So we do a couple of things there. We have fun. We do a couple of games. But is there an intentional, um, deliberate end goal that's there to say we want to have, because young people are very crucial, I believe. Mm -hmm. And if you notice in the Bible, the people that really end up becoming giants for God were people that were, almost handpicked, I guess, by God, or people that had an, had encounters with God at a much younger age. They were still foolish. They did foolish things, right? However, when they really step into their calling, they become giants for God. So I'm saying, is that what's happening in our churches today? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or are we just, like, kind of there? Um, I feel like uh, for the... I think people are catching on to it now. Like, look at the traditional churches, your Methodist. I'll give Methodist mm-hmm. for an example, because that's where I was. Back in the day, Dad, all they used to do was Ngoma, your drums and hymns straight up. N- none of that, you know, piano or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they realized, Kuti, we're missing out on, you know, on on involving the, the youth right. and the younger people. And now they're starting to change their praise and worship first and then the choir sings so praise and worship you'll have your drums your it'll basically be like maybe you know like most churches now <coughs> where the music is relevant and current to in in a sense so to speak <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so i guess they there is that intention that they're trying really to to now you know rope in the the, the younger people yeah. and get them to 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 see the vision yeah yeah in some churches they are in some but the thing is Okay, the youth, people always say, yes, the youth are the future. But in reality, they're actually the now. <laughs> because, I mean, the the people who are currently in leadership cannot stay there forever, right? True. So let's say, well, for most churches, it's usually succession planning is such that the pastor's son or whoever takes over. Mm-hmm. So then you find that they'll slowly start bringing the sons in and getting them to preach once in a while. And... In an effort to reach out to the youth, you're also alienating the older people because they're just like, Shut, well, who's this guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, where's the deep stuff? <laughs> you know, so I, I find that it's quite difficult for a church to be all things to all people. I feel like either you, well, I guess that's why we didn't have separate youth service or a youth night so that yeah. you can cater to them that time and then during a Sunday service, no games. so okay so i'm just i was reading something here right which says that um it's a it's a research that was conducted by the pew research center p-e-w pew and it says that more than one third of millennials say they're unaffiliated with any faith that's what the study finds i think this was done in i don't know what year 2015 something like that right so this is referring to 
I think predominantly millenni- millennials in the West, because a lot of these researchers are biased towards the West, because that, I guess that's where they actually collect data, right? But th- the point is, we're finding more and more that young people, even I remember having conversations with, you know, different different um, people uh, a few weeks ago when I was in the States, right? I just, I like to have conversations with people, like you're sitting in Starbucks and you just strike conversation with somebody. And it kind of always ends up there, right? And the, the general feel, the general, um, yeah, the, the general feel that you get is that, well, I don't really do church. I'm not religious, right? Mm. And th- there's that whole thing that I, I'm not really religious, uh, or, or you, 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 like a church person, right? So there's that, and I'm, I'm starting to find that even here, you, 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 you see trends like that as well, mm-hmm. which, which means that. Um, there is a there, there's some sort of um, I don't want to call it a migration because that that's the wrong word to use there, but more and more we're finding that young people are finding church unappealing, right? For some reason, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not referring to any particular denomination or type of church, but I'm just saying in general, right? In fact, a lot of young people don't find religion appealing anymore yes. in general, mm-hmm. right? I think they do, but it's more like this new age stuff, like the power is within you and don't need nobody. Just yeah, but that's yourself. not really, but that's, that's not really religion. That is, and then self, it's, it's kind no, of... No, no, I'm saying speaking. we... Yes, exactly. <laughs> the motivation <laughs> and stuff. So are we saying there's something that the church is doing that is causing young people to lose enthusiasm or interest in the church? In general okay I have a question uh-huh. TJ you said you went to you used to go to Methodist Church mm-hmm. right why did you leave and before you answer that this is where I'm going my question in relation to what Kuda you were saying is that I don't think um, I don't think the church is doing anything wrong per se as in <clears throat> I think it's it's not about what the church is doing. It's about what the church is not doing. Right. Does that make sense? Okay. In that, think about it. TJ, why did you leave Methodist? Okay. You can answer. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> let me just say, I still have a lot of love for Methodist. The reason I left Methodist was this. There, there was a time in, in, in my life when I figured, you know, I'd go to church and there were all these older people the gospel was good when when they spoke their message i really understood it i i liked it but for me there wasn't that real connection because there were more what can i say there were more older people and i couldn't connect with people there as easily you know so for the reason why i left methodist was i needed to go somewhere where i could engage with people like at my current church right now I can just hit up the pastor right now on WhatsApp and we can have a, a chat, you know. He's not someone that's over there on the pulpit on Sunday. He's someone I know and I can talk to on a daily. That for me was important. That's why I made the transition, all part of it. Okay. Fair and fine. You're a unique case. Uh, Cookie Monster. Yes, sir. You didn't always go to the church that you're going to now. I'm not going to mention names. But why yeah. did you leave your former church? Well, wow. That's <laughs> that's an interesting question because it's been several years now. 
Uh, but at the time that I did, I remember um, it had to do with the fact that I I liked my church. I, I actually used to go to the Anglican church. That That's the church I grew up in. I liked it. <laughs> I liked many things about it. But then I went to this other church, right? And it was so cool. It was so cool. It was like happening. And <laughs> dude, there were lights and music and there cool people, right? And I'd never... In, you know, my mom used to have to force me to go to church sometimes because church church was a drag for me. Huh. And now all Why? of this, uh, Why was it a drag though? Because I older folk a lot of older folk that was number one i think number two it was uh, it was very routine uh oh, yeah. based so so there were, there were lots of procedures that had to be followed and you could almost predict what every service was going to be like yeah so there was that and then i think another thing was just yeah so the, the word to use was there was a sense of monotony uh-huh. which led to boredom right and of course i'm not attacking the, the anglican church or anything uh, because at that point in my life i was still a teenager so that's several years ago that's kind of how i how i felt and um and to be honest i wasn't really serious about god then i wasn't i was actually going through my own rebellious period <laughs> as as a teenager and um i'd started drinking smoking all kinds of stuff and and everything but i was still going to church then i got invited to this other church and i i was in high school and then you know i just thought like wow this is crazy this is actually cool you can serve god and and then i think i actually had a real encounter with god right and that that then is what eventually got me to just say okay you know what i'm making the move and i did so there were several factors, but I think one yeah. of them, the, the ultimate thing for me was just God felt so real to me in a way that he'd never been, been before. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's my point, really. I think that maybe the church has been stagnant since then because I also was Anglican and I moved from Anglican <laughs> to a Pentecostal church. And I think I moved because of the same reasons you guys outlined that you know the people i could connect with the people the environment was different it was more relevant to the culture to the popular culture that was there like cookie just said you know lights um uh, rock music uh different kind of music and that sort of thing so my question is that what we're seeing now is it because there is no longer an alternative for young people right now like there was for us. For example, we could move from a traditional church to a Pentecostal church because it was relevant to us. And has the current Pentecostal church become the new traditional church? (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny question. And Uh, now uh kids don't go to church because there is nothing else after that. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things we should not... um, forget is the fact that a lot of young people are still going to church right mm-hmm. yeah in droves actually mm-hmm. and a lot of young people are really loving loving jesus and and it's happening yeah. um however the i think the numbers of people who, of young people who are not going to church are quite uh shocking and i don't know i i think as a young person i i i try to imagine um, what I would want. In fact, the other day, 
it was on Sunday actually. I asked myself this question. I was like, if I if I if I if I weren't a Christian, right, and um, I came to church for the first time, and I was sitting in the congregation today, as and I was a teenager, would this message have been appealing to me? Would I have? I was trying to, and I've been asking myself those questions a lot, just to say, do I still find church? exciting appealing or am i just now part of the machine because i've been in it for so long so i think the the, the one thing that I, I i kept um thinking about during the service was that it's it's good but it just sounds so out there you know it's a message for people who know the bible people who who've been in this thing for a long time who understand all the all the inside lingo mm. right but I was like, I was thinking maybe, I think I would actually struggle, right? If this, if I was a young person trying to relate to what's going on. Um, then another thing I, I, I've also realized that young people are looking for something deeper. Mm-hmm. We're looking for young people. Okay, I'll con- I, con- I still consider myself a young person. We're looking for something that is going to challenge us intellectually. Because uh-huh. already we're getting a lot of stuff, bombarded with a lot of stuff from everywhere. People have got questions. Right, so young people have got lots of questions about, okay, who is God really? Why is this happening? What about this? What about that? I think those are the kinds of things that the church now needs to really think about. How do we package the message in a way that's relevant, in a way that addresses the questions that young people have, and not just assume that uh, if we share scripture, they'll be fine. Yeah, that. But that's that's me. Okay, so is that why we? To be honest, mm-hmm. um, I don't have the. St- uh, the, the actual stats but just from you know from my social circles and from talking to a lot of young people a lot of young people who are going to church this, by the way there's a large number a growing number of young people that are stop stopping to go to church altogether right you know what i mean and these are people who used to come to church. I've experienced that in, in our church that where young people have left the church and you think they're going somewhere else and then you discover he's actually not going to church anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And But then the ones that are going to church, more and more young people, I find, are going to churches that have this prophetic movement mm. where... The pastor is in a Gucci suit. That's a whole nother. <laughs> in a Ferrari. And and my point is, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to throw shade at the prophetic church. I'm actually trying to question us to Pentecostal churches that are becoming traditional. Is, that, is there something that this prophetic movement has seen that we haven't seen? Because they are living the lifestyle. You will see Papa, you know, posting on Facebook showing off his things is he are they being rel, you know relative i mean relevant to the youth mm. that's why you see so many young kids you know big up their pop i think okay so i think right now we're looking at it as the church is not doing something so people are leaving right but i want to bring in another side see the world is changing and it's now doing something that's different than what was happening maybe say I should say maybe even 10 years ago mm-hmm. there's a message that's out there in the world that's going around that's like so pitted against the church now 
the youth are starting to see something different like right now there's a big hype of uh, over you know prosperity like how do you dress what kind of car do you drive how much money do you splurge do you are you on instagram do you do these things and these things are now becoming appealing to to this generation there's a generation now where people you know are focused on how many likes do you have on instagram so if I go to Papa who has more money, like I feel like a lot of youth are going to those churches because they want to identify with the image of the person and not really with God or the movement of God in that church. Like if, if I see that Papa is, is, you know, successful, he's preaching the method of, you know, come here and, and I'll show you how to get money. Like some of them will tell you, this is what you need to do. We'll show you how it goes we'll show you and people right now that is what they want they want the money at whatever cost so if papa is doing it big you know it's just like the same thing you are less likely to listen to me talking about money than you are to listening to bill gates talk about money right because bill gates has a lot of it so you think ah, since this guy has a lot of money he can tell me about it you know and then there's the whole excitement thing you were talking about you know, where you say, I come to church and it's not exciting. You know, we are now a generation that needs excitement to feel like we're doing something. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, if, if it's not fireworks or there's nobody jumping onto the chandeliers, there's nobody falling in prayer, there's nothing. It, it doesn't move me because there's nothing exciting. It's, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's more of a... A two-sided thing the world has changed with social media a lot of kids now a lot of youth are paying attention to everything that's being said and if you look at on social media a lot of the message that's going around you know look at your stars and television they they on about you know I don't believe in God or if they do believe in God they're living a double standard life most of them or they can tell you you can do <coughs> both so those are the people that the youth are watching on television every day those are the people that have become the role models and not priest you know in his you know garb purple garment in church <laughs> that's not your role model you, you you get what i'm saying so there's that level again i once heard someone say that i don't remember who they said that a, a society's heroes tell us more about the society than they do about the heroes themselves wow. right Okay. And <laughs> and I I think there's a lot there's a lot of um, what the heroes today um, indicate about what society is like. You know what I'm saying? The people that um, are th that that we deem as the images of success, the symbols of success, the mm -hmm. people that we view as the leaders in society, mm -hmm. they actually reflect where we're at as a people. So like exactly. like you like you rightly said, TJ, that. People are now looking at people who have money. I mean, listen, I've, I've watched <laughs> certain individuals in this country that flaunt their wealth, right? And the number of followers they'll get on their Facebook page or on their Instagram. And sometimes they're talking trash, like absolute nonsense, yep. right? But it's because people are drawn to the image that this guy's got the latest this and the latest that. Um, but this is not just here. This is, I think, the, the world over we're seeing yep. that. Um, but then, for me, the, the concern is, does that mean the church now needs to 
match that image as well does that mean that if i'm a pastor i all of a sudden need to start flaunting wealth and start <laughs> that, that i don't have i have to borrow money and get a range rover so you, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or is is that a sign of the times and maybe it means that the church needs to go deeper into its roots and really begin to seek god so that the people that need to come to the church come to church regardless of everything else happening in society right maybe the church needs to become the random guy that the john the baptist the the weird <laughs> the weird guy Honey, right um and then uh the other thing i i wanted to say and i i'll quote again ravi zacharias right because i i love the way he puts this and he was talking about um secularization mm-hmm. that the world is becoming more and more secularized and he he defined secularization as the process if i remember through which the church the church has lost its social significance mm-hmm. right oh no it says it, the process through which religious ideas institutions and something else have lost their social significance mm-hmm. meaning that people don't view the church or anything to do with religion as being significant anymore we want something more we want something that looks more worldly in church for it to be appealing to us we want a pastor who wears a gucci suit and who's got a nice car um so it's a mood we're seeing happening in the church um across the board but at the same time as the church does that mean that we have to follow that or we have to go in a different direction because the world is doing what the world does <laughs> i actually think we actually need to do the opposite um the the church needs to be the church i mm. think maybe part of the reason why um young people are leaving is that they can see that the church is trying to play catch up like the church is always trying to play catch up like you know um facebook live is the new thing uh, a lot of celebrities are doing facebook live and then you start seeing these pastors celebrity pastors also <laughs> doing facebook live and so uh, young people are not stupid they can see that look you're trying to play catch up you're trying to to lure us and what young people actually need is something genuine something different something uh, original and i think yeah. if like you said if the church is to go back to its roots and stay there and say let's just bring the pure message of jesus christ and that's a message that young people are not hearing yeah. right now. The media is full of, you know, uh, be this, be that. And the message of Jesus Christ is a message of love. That's saying, hey, the way you are, you are loved. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You're right about the message of Jesus being a message of, of love. And we need more of that. And to add on to that, I think the other thing that we need in terms of genuineness is godly examples people that will show the value of what what christianity is because i think that's where it comes down to like if if someone is looking at me going to church and they look at my life and they think this guy's going to church he still struggles with a lot of things um he doesn't have money i've seen him depressed on, the, on countless times what's the point like a lot of people have come to the point where they're saying <coughs> there is no value in the church like when they look at the church what is it adding to my life okay the only thing that people are seeing now is the rules Mm -hmm. you know don't do this don't do and that's another thing why this millennial generation is not coming to church again because 
the, 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 the gospel is not a gentle gospel, you know, entirely. It's right. the lion and the lamb. You know, when you come to church, sometimes you're going to get the lion. Can you oh, I see, I see what you mean. You see, like, I, in one, one service at my church, I was like, this is why people are not coming to church. There was a heavy rebuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was necessary, but there was a heavy rebuke of, you know, um, wrong behavior, mm-hmm. you know. So the pastor stood up there and said, you know what? In this church, we have people that are doing this, 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 this. Look at your Bible. The Bible says these are things that are not supposed to be named among believers. What are right. you doing? And he delivered the message sternly. Mm-hmm. You know? Now imagine if you're a millennial and you're out in the world. Right now, it's the it thing to be, you know, issues with sex. Like sex is becoming a normal thing now. And you come to a church where they tell you, you have to stay celibate until you're married. Yep. To honor Christ So if if that's the message you're hearing in church And then you go out And you're trying to live among the other youth And you see what they're doing And they look like it's going well for them Yeah. But if you try and do it the way the church is saying Can you see the value? Yeah I think we are in a period where We have to, to, to At some point The church has to stay what it is The church has to preach more about the things of Christ and the, even the rules that Christ set, they have to preach more. People can't see the value now, but if if someone adheres to the message and follows it, five years later, they're going to see the fruits in that person's life, and then they're going to see the value and they're like, oh, these people were actually right. Mm-hmm. So I think the church should stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the um, course. A few days ago. There's a guy who passed away. I don't know if you guys heard about it. It's a guy called Nabil Nabil Qureshi. Oh. Um, I used to follow this guy quite a lot. He was part of he was part of Ravi Zacharias' team again. Young guy. He was 34 at the time of his death. Uh, very quick death actually, because it was just a few months that he found out he had cancer and then deteriorated very quickly. But the point is, this guy was a Muslim, mm-hmm. and then he became a Christian. So he actually wrote a book called. Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Brilliant, brilliant book. New York bestseller and everything. But, you know, I was... I've I've watched a few of his... In fact, a lot, rather, of his messages uh, over the last few months. Um, and th- the way he brought the gospel, the one thing that he kept talking about was hope. Right? That Christ brings hope. Mm-hmm. And you know what, guys? The, the, the reality is that we're living in a very hopeless world. And um, when you sit down with people, young people, and really begin to ask them, yes, there's the glitz and the glam and all the things you get to do. But really, when you get to the heart of issues to say, but where's your hope? Right. And you you, you start to ask those questions. You begin to see that people are hungry for something. Mm -hmm. And no matter who they listen to, the, the world is not giving it to them. Yes, you can get the thrill, you can get the pleasures, you can get all of those things and the entertainment. But when all is said and done, there are lots of young people that are hurting. There are lots of young people that are seeking direction, that are looking for hope. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I heard this guy speak, and I just thought, wow, you know, this guy is so, he's young, right? 34 at the time of his death, very young. But the impact that he had made on the world by the time he died challenged me because I look at my <laughs> life and I'm thinking, whoa, you know, this guy has done so much. But my, my point is that maybe as the church, right, we... Okay, 
I'm not the church, but as Christians, because I'm part of the church, what we need to really be thinking about is where are people at? What sort of answers are people looking for? Mm. Right? Because if if we don't, we, we have to study where society is at. I think it's crucial because we also need to have that understanding. Yeah. But just to, to get to where are young people at? What are what are their struggles? Right? What are their questions? How can we as the church begin to address those questions? And how can we bring hope? Because I think hope is just that that's the biggest thing to say. This life is not all there is. Right? What you're going through is not all, all, all that's there. And begin to present the truth in such a way that it's not just, yes, the rebuke aspect is very important. Mm-hmm. But that it's the gospel, the good news. And the good news comes with the whip as well sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's the good news. To say God loves you. You're, you're not living in a purposeless world where you're just floating and you're just a part of matter. But you actually matter. <laughs> no pun intended. You actually matter to God and you're significant in, in His eyes. And I think that message needs to be, to be heard. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.